0: Okay, good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. And today is episode 242. And this is part four. Let me make sure I have that right. Yeah, it's part four of the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. And today we're going to take a look at the 1963 Equal Pay Act. So this is pretty interesting. This one is really good. So it says the Equal Pay Act of 1963 was enacted to amend the FLSA and make it illegal to pay some workers lower wages than others strictly on the basis of their sex. It is often summed up with the phrase equal pay for equal work. That is very true. The Equal Pay Act allows unequal pay for equal work only when the employer sets wages pursuant to a seniority system, a merit system, a system that measures earnings by quantity or quality of production, or other or other factors. Excuse me, outside of sex. For the first nine years of the Equal Pay Act, the requirement of equal pay for equal work did not extend to persons employed in an executive, administrative, or professional capacity, or as an outside salesperson. Therefore the Equal Pay Act exempted white-collar women from the protection of equal pay for equal work. In 1972, Congress enacted the Education Amendments of 1972, which amended the FLSA to expand the coverage of the Equal Pay Act to these employees. So what's really surprising to me is that, see, this is the stupidity of the federal government. So the federal government says, oh, well, we We want to initiate or enforce equal pay, equal pay for equal work, and it has nothing to do uh, with with your gender, you know what, what sex you're born, but yet it exempted many jobs from being held accountable for that. So women were still being punished for being born a woman, <laughs> so for being born female. So it's just like, wow, so again, this is why amendments and um, I would say different acts are very important because it they grow over time. But you would think that, hey, if we're fighting sexism in this arena, why don't we fight sexism in every arena? But see, here's the thing. The federal government doesn't think that way because what you have to remember is that this is the 1960s, folks. You know, we're coming out of World War II, we're coming out of, you know, the 1950s, you know, with, with the baby boomers being born, and so now all these baby boomers are now teeny boppers, and so you have the sexual revolution, you have more and more women getting on birth control and things like that. Like, there are so many things that are happening at a very rapid rate here. Like, things are changing very quickly here in the United States. So, what's interesting is that you still have a lot of sexism. And a lot of the sexism during this time uh, came from the federal government. You know, if, if you haven't listened to my other episodes about the different federal agencies that we have discussed so far, you need to go back and listen to those because a lot of these federal agencies were run and are still run by men. Because a lot of them are run, and I'm not saying this as a feminist because I'm not a feminist, I'm a humanist, I'm also a Christian, Here's the thing. A lot of these federal agencies are run like a good old boy system. They're very much run like a frat house. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Bros before hoes. I hate that phrase, but that's kind of how it is. So a lot of these agencies, it was just a pissing contest, excuse my language, between these different men that ran these different agencies. So, I mean, it's kind of shocking that there would be a 1963 Equal Pay Act, but yet they would still – Suppressed women in different areas of the private sector and the public sector. So you have to remember that one of the reasons why they, they excluded certain jobs from enforcing equal pay for equal work is because the federal government during this time did not want more women working for the federal government and they did not want women in leadership roles. So the way that they suppressed women and the, and the In the uh, public sector was they went ahead and made this exemption in the private sector because they knew that if they could manipulate the law to affect the private sector that way, that they could implement that very same law in the public sector. So that's how they were implementing basically bros before (laughs) hoes, even though women are not hoes, but that's just their mentality. Oh, women shouldn't be here. They should be in the kitchen. They, they, women have two places in society. In the bedroom and the kitchen. That was their thinking back then. So that's why you can't always trust federal government. Because federal government is always going to cover its back. Or, or protect its back and, and cover its posterior. That's what this 1963 Equal Pay Act did. It, it was, it was moving forward, yes, in terms of helping women to get equal pay for equal work. But, A lot of times the federal government will put these exemptions. Basically, you know, like, for example, if if Congress or the Senate are voting on something and they don't like how something is written, then they will dog ear it and then they will add something to it. It's basically called pork and barreling, meaning they add all these pet projects of what they want. That is exactly what happened here. But they made it seem like they're actually helping society. And in in effect, they they did help uh, society, but... It wasn't with true intentions because it didn't really help workers at federal government level. It didn't didn't help women in the public sector or the the private sector if they were not part of the executive um, or if they were in the executive administrative or professional capacity or even a salesperson. Still to this day, salespeople are not treated with dignity and respect that they should be. And I know because I've worked as a salesperson. I've worked in sales. And I'm like, wow, um, have you looked down on me long enough there, bub? I mean, it's just like, I don't know why salespeople are not treated with with equality and with dignity and respect. I just don't get it. I think that has slowly changed over time. But, you know, sales is not known for being a honorable or noble occupation, even though some of the hardest workers that I've ever met work in sales. And they get gypped all the time. But yet they still continue to do a really good job. So FYI, be aware of that. But just, just so you know, the 1963 Equal Pay Act was very, it was very good, but it, it, it created, um, exclusion. Still. But only against women. <laughs> so, it's like, wow. Um, so needless to say, Count your blessings, count them twice, and move forward. Don't get hung up on things that you don't like. Because needless to say, you know, later on, they, they amended it. So that, that is good. So, you know, there's definitely a time and place to push forward, and then there is a time and place to correct the wrong that was done. But here's the thing. You cannot correct the wrong that was done if you don't acknowledge it or if you don't choose to move forward. So it's very important to remember that. So I have to remind myself of that whenever I'm talking about things that have um, hindered women over the years. Because, you know, it's very easy to get really angry about some of this stuff. I'm like, you know what? The past is the past. I'm grateful for what I have today. And we can always move forward. And that's how you need to look at things. That's just how it is. Because, you know what? I'll just say it doesn't pay to be a feminist. It doesn't. Because a lot of these feminists today, man... They are crazy liberal nutbags, and I'm just like, wow. They do not make women look smart or good, and that's why I don't like the feminist movement anymore. I think it has, uh, me personally, I think it has greatly hindered us, and I, I think that's really sad because the last thing you want is for something to hinder your 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 belief or your policies or your agenda or 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 a new awakening. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, because feminists have become radical. They become fascist and communist. That that's why the feminist movement is not what it used to be. It it just is not where it needs to be, unfortunately, because what they don't realize is that by becoming radical and fascist and Marxist and communist, um it has pushed people away and it has not helped women, it has hindered them. So not a good thing with that, but like I said, we can always move forward and push forward and do great things in our lives, and do them with dignity and justice and respect uh, towards others as well. But I will go ahead and and end this podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.
1: World go down without a fight and i still